Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and listen. Hello, hello and listen. Hello wow. and listen. And welcome. Well, listeners. Will we start again? Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Because Is this 200? Because it's oh, got to be it? good. It's got to be good. Is this 200? Holy crap. Well, will we just get into it. How's your week been? Oh, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> or we go back. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 200 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast with too much talking, your bets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton and I'm joined by a man who, as part of his Veterinarian of the Year nomination for 2022, had on his little blurb about how he always warms up the thermometer before taking a pet's temperature. Here to tell us how he does warm up that temperature, that's Dr. that thermometer for taking the temperature, it's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, tell our listeners how you warm up a thermometer before taking a rectal temperature. <laughs> Can you hear that? Can you hear? I'm blowing on the microphone. Too, oh, are you? Yeah, to, yeah, for, yeah. For, the, for the uneducated, just a bit of a... Oh, you just huff, blow just, on it first, just do you? Huff, just huff, yeah. Yeah. Right. Or hold hold up to the hold it up to the light. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, to the light to the root light in the room, just to try and help to yeah, no, make it a little no, warmer. The, no, the ring light, like you've got yourself there, just to give yourself a beautiful glow. That just for the for the for just myself, really, because we're not recording yeah. the visual aspect, but just gives you a lovely, healthy glow. Very similar. I'll bring up the uh, the rectal thermometer to the light, just to give it a nice glow about it, just before. For taking the temperature. Maybe that'd be a thing you could use the ring light for is to actually you know, be able to pass a thermometer into the ring so that then it's like good practice for what you're about to do in order to take the temperature. And if it was magnetized, you could just have the the thermometer just hovering in the middle of the ring. Yes. Warming up until ready for next use. Until yeah, ready great. to go. Yeah. Patent pending. I like that. I like that. That's a that's another another great veterinary exclusive there from the two vets talk pets. Hey, apart from apart from having a go at me and my ring light, how are you going? What's happening? Good, mate. Good, mate. Good. Really good. They said we'd never make it, but we, we finally, finally came, through. came through. 200. 200. That's we a, got there. That's cause for celebration, mate. Sure. It's a, it's a pretty good effort. Yeah. Uh, is, that, that, is that the reason? Is that the reason why we're getting the um all the commentary on uh, all your girls being at uh, and trying on all the dresses and everything? Is that for the <laughs> the celebratory two hundred episode dinner you're the, attending tonight? Yeah, just the yeah, just for us. It'll be on the put on the tab, the oh, nice TVTP tab, mate. But uh, but you know we'll have a lovely dinner to celebrate. We'll send you some some pics. About oh, it perfect, just, perfect. Yeah, just, just hashtag that and you know, and then pop it on the Instagram post. Go for Miss, it. Missing you on our, you know, just a, a quick trip up up to uh, uh, Port Douglas and back just on the, on the, for a 200 celebration. Yeah. Just a walk through the frame forest, that sort of thing. Looking yeah. out for crocodiles in the water. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, that sort of thing. No, 200 miles. I think we really need to pat ourselves on the back. It's a fair effort. Really is, I reckon. Yeah, and we, we, many... we would, we would, if we were still uh, flexible enough to be able to reach our backs. <laughs> yeah. Very good. But for what started as a, as recording outside the, Library down at Edith Vale, wherever it was, and yeah, uh, with with a microphone that was was used for answering telephones. One of those little, you know, those little I don't know what they are, 
Yes, so, yeah, yeah. The the um the, the the over the year little microphone ears, yeah, yeah, that we shared between the two of us. It's uh, we've come a little way, haven't we? Absolutely. Have you gone back and listened to the audio from the first episode again? Ooh, to no, no, I don't no, think no, my ears no. would cope with it these no. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So no, well, well done to us, mate. Congratulations to us, and and, and thank you to the listener out there that uh, that sent us in a congratulation as well. It's nice, nice to receive that. There thank we you, go. listener. Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Thank you very yes. much. Yes. And this week, I um interesting uh, case I saw. I had a client. We're busy day. You know, yep. flat out surgery going on, consults everywhere. We're having a consult room painted too. So we had one out of action. So so a lot going on. And client rang up and nurse comes out the back and goes, oh, client on the phone. The dog's eating, eating a pair of um pair of undies. Nice. Um, you know, it's done it before. Um, yep. You know, but what should we do? Oh, look, yeah, it's not uncommon, as you know, mate, not mm-hmm. uncommon. Yep. Dog, dog eating a, a pair of undies. I said, look, look, you know, whatever. Yeah, bring them down. No worries. We'll make it vomit. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we get. Now, I mean, I don't know about you, mate, but, uh, but I'm, uh, yeah, I was, I was, you know, a dog that's eaten. You know, I'm picturing a dog maybe and it's eating, a, you know, one of your, you know, Vegemite boxer shorts, something like that, yep, just yep. just with a little Vegemite on the back of it. Um, and uh, Or the, and, the, not the novelty satin ones that say, you know, too hot to handle with some chilies on there, mm, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, but more Vegemite, just with the logo on the back for the for the listener out there, oh, just yeah. to, just to give you an idea. Yeah, just just the toast, yeah, yeah, just, just, just some just, some 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 spreaded toast with the Vegemite. Not necessarily, on not necessarily actually branded Vegemite. But anyway, and um and uh, and I thought, you know, I mean, what breed are you thinking, mate? You know, you thinking something's the big yeah, undies, decent you know? sized Labrador yeah, or something right. like that, maybe yeah, a stupid Fizzler or something like that, or yeah. a, a, a Dalmatian. Yeah, yep, something that's you know just crazy and young and out of control. Well, I've, a dog's come in and they brought it down the back and they've gone here it is and I'm not kidding you it was a it was a two kilogram miniature poodle toy oh, poodle Jesus. it was tiny it was absolutely tiny I don't know if I sent you the photo but I took a photo next to my foot for comparison oh that was that one yes yeah. oh yeah, gee whiz same size as my foot now yeah right I mean they do you know big feet big hands you know that that yep, small poodles yeah it's usually yeah, the way it rolls that's right yeah and that, that's exactly what we're looking at there like uh, and um. And so I was like, "Oh, that's it's interesting. I wonder, wonder what sort of Reg Grundies we got going on here." So, you know, giving the dog some some apomorphine, which in, entices uh, entices that's a good yeah, word. Yeah, entices induces. them to vomit. Yeah, juices. Thank you for the technical term. <laughs> induces and entices them to vomit. And uh, and I tell you what, the most minuscule piece of black material has come out oh, really of the yeah. dog and and it was all there was a couple of bits all sort of scrunched up in tiny little things and i've got a little pair of tweezers and i've sort of teased it out trying to work out you know it is this the entire pair of undies it's just yeah. in this one little bit yeah and i was i was sort of looking i was going wow i don't know which tiny little part this is it's like the fingers of a glove i was like where yeah. where exactly how how does this you know what kind of puzzle am i doing here and i embarrassingly i had to just say to the nurse that brought you know brought the dog in i said look that's a bit difficult to say but was the owner male or female i mean it's not not that i'm trying to you know pass yep. any cast you know, cast any, any sort ideas. of dis- and and yes they were female uh, right okay well that perhaps gives me a little bit of an idea and 
could you would you be able to just give me a little bit of an idea of the size of the the, fe- the female <laughs> that, that, that brought the puppy in? Yeah, she was she was petite and and I thought, oh okay, well maybe we are getting along the lines of something that would fit a, a petite female sort of thing. And I and then I thought, well, I've got to ring them and you know, I'm just a bit concerned that we haven't got everything here. And so yeah. I rang them up and and I rang the owner and I said, Oh look, uh, you know, yep, yep, we've we've given a vomit to 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 the little uh uh to her um you know there is a bit of material that's come up was it a full pair of reg grundies we're talking about she said oh no no it's just a portion of them and i was like whoo whoo perfect whoo, got, got away good. from that so so i don't need you to bring you in another pair so i can match and see match it all got, up no, no no exactly or you know model them or anything we'll just we'll go with it i think that's everything that's come t- up, take it so. take a picture of the catalog and just email it through to you <laughs> yeah, you know right. just something it very is- tasteful Yes, getting some emails that not appropriate for work, not safe for work. So, so there you go. I, I've never had a dog that small that's eaten a pair of undies. Very, very interesting. There you go. Um, yeah. we, we had a dog um bought in. Yeah, you know, we always have dogs coming in to try and make them vomit. Um, and we had a little dog that, um, the owner was worried that it had eaten some bread. And you know, with the the stories that have been going around about uh people trying to bait dogs, this guy wasn't too sure whether or not yeah you know, potentially could have been anything like that. I said, oh yeah, look, if you're worried, we'll just come in, we'll make it vomit. Um, and so the little, little oodly dog. And so I bought up um, the vomit with a few little bits of bread in there, but also six whole, you know, completed bits of possum poo. Just, um, just you know, had, had not been chewed, just swallowed straight down wow. like a tablet. You know, it's like, could you imagine how difficult it would be to try and get this dog to eat a tablet the size yeah. of possum poo? It'd be almost impossible. So maybe, may, and I'm not, I'm not ad- completely advocating it yet, Lewis. I think it's something we need to try and investigate a little bit more. But do you think maybe we should give people advice of trying to smear possum poo on dogs' tablets in order to try and get them to take it a little bit easier because i've never heard of dogs not wanting to eat possum poop oh they love possum poop. that's so true it must be the fruit and the the taste of but that fits quite well with uh as a segment we've got a little bit later on about compounding medications and what what flavors cats like oh, cats not dogs but yes but do you reckon with that dog is there a possibility that it ate a whole possum and that was just all that was left of it uh, digested, well, do you think? Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 most ironic thing, the only thing that wasn't digestible was the stuff that had already been digested by the possum. Possibly, <laughs> That's right? Yeah, totally couldn't digest it any more than that. Yeah. Um, the, and, and, and big you, thank you to Delicate Care with their new food yeah, that come out possum poo possum possum poo possum, <laughs> possum poo and tapioca or something. You, you didn't try and go for a little bit of a uh, the, the dad joke with the nurse when they said, "Oh, someone's just rung up and said that the um, their dog's eating a pair of undies." And yeah, I, I usually give it say to the nurses, uh, "Was anyone wearing the undies at the time?" You know, as a uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, they've, yeah they've, no. no one's ever said yes yet. So, no, so and surprisingly, I don't I don't get as many HR complaints as you do either, mate. <laughs> Is, is that I get I get plenty of RH for really hilarious complaints. Oh, really? I'll bet you yes, do. Yeah, yeah I, far, I don't far, doubt it. far too humorous, and it puts way too much pressure on everyone's urethras, urethral sphincters to stop them from weeing themselves from my hilarity. Anyway, big thank you to Zilkeen. Our sponsors, if they're listening to this episode, they'll be wrapped with the content so oh, far. Absolutely. Really, really fits their brand perfectly. But no, big thank you to those guys. Uh, the mild anxiety lowering medication, which I think, 
I do believe there's a new product coming out with the Zilke, a chewable version potentially. Nice. Uh, so I think I'm meeting up with uh, maybe a rep this week just to discuss um, that 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 might be out there. So something, speaking of palatable, maybe it's a chewable possum poo Zilke. Flavoured Zilke. Yeah, there flavored you go. Zilke. Yeah. yeah. So, it's so just, just embedded that. with with pure organic possum poo. Mm. And maybe not just available at your vet clinic too. Also available at uh, at your local pet store too. Right, uh, coming out. So check out for that. So thank you very much, Zilkeen, and of course thank you to Delicate Care. Uh, it's always there, as we say. Yep. And um, that, and the, that, and and it never has any possum poo in it. There is zero possum mm. poo in Delicate Care. Mm. Exactly, it's always there. That trademark pending. We'll take that. We'll take that. But uh, they've got some great diets. Uh, They've got uh, all made of uh, kangaroo and duck, so novel proteins. Uh, They've got the dental, skin, and stomach. Uh, for the dog, they've got the mobility support and the weight management. They've got some dental treats for the dogs. They've even got cognitive support. So go and go and check Ooh, them out. I Delicate think I need care. that. Yeah, I could do some trouble. cognitive support. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm getting old, Lewis. Yeah. I had to. No, I had no. to get. You you are old, mate. Oh, I am old. Yes, yes. there is that. But I'm getting yes. older. Well, I am. I was walking around Bunnings with Camille yesterday, and uh, and and I I saw something in the aisle at Bunnings that I had to buy to try and help me out with my um old age consulting because you know, I like to like to get down on the ground at the dog level, you know, rather than try to get them up. But it's a it's a little bit hard on the old knees, so yes. I I may have bought myself a gardening mat. You know, the gardening mat that the uh you know that the the, uh, the the nanas and the poppers sort of yes. get down on their hands and knees when yes. they're weak. So I've I've, I've bought myself you a little a little squishy, squishy gardening mat so I can kneel on in a consult. I'm a little yeah. embarrassed, but I'm I'm hoping it's gonna you know help me out. But you know, it's you, age it, age is not an issue. You know, it's not it's not something to be ashamed of, Lewis. You went you walked past the the knee pads, mate. You weren't you didn't want to go with the the big Velcro on knee pads just to wear all day at work, just over the top of your yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I'm my, my khakis. Chinois there. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I, I actually did think about those. I actually wear a similar, a, a similar thing, but, um, when I'm playing baseball, it's something that's around on the back of the leg. So when I'm crouching down, it doesn't sort of, I don't, my knees don't go all the way down. So yeah, they're knee when you're catching, So you're saving your knees when you, when you're catching, mate. Is that right? Correct. You're Correct. not hurting your knees on your knees while you, but I'm just going to try and work out. Just going to try and work out how I do that in a in a veterinary setting. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Without yeah, yeah. hurting your knees. Correct. Yes. Correct. Yeah. 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 I've got to try and stop stop them from getting scuffed. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. No good. <laughs> I just use a towel, mate. Don't you? I just use a folded up towel. Anyway. Oh, oh, yeah. But you know, I, I, if I'm going to do it, I want to. If you're going to do it, you want to be comfortable. So, Whoa, you know, right. Yeah, there you go. Very good. All right. And uh, thanks to. Uh, <clears throat> Um, our Patreon supporters, two vets talk old vets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Yeah, exactly. Thanks guys. We do appreciate your support. Absolutely. Alrighty. No, it looks I, like it's, yeah. Oh, no, I, I actually, um, I've got a, uh, an article that I didn't get to talk about, um, the last time. Oh, um, so this is from, um, ABC news. It was posted on Sunday, the 29th of January by Susan Hazel, um, Anna, uh, Con Carves, Costa, and Julia Henning. Why do dogs and cats get the zoomies? Ooh, yeah. So, um, and because there's a particular, there's a particular wording in here that I absolutely love, and because when I see Sage doing it outside, I go, 
Okay, right. That sound that that absolutely fits. So, does your cat or dog suddenly get a burst of energy and perform athletic feats around the house that would make even a gold medalist jealous? Welcome to the world of zoomies. Zoomies involve intense periods of high energy activity, including running, spinning, jumping, and rolling, all at top speed. A proposed scientific name is frenetic random activity periods. Woo! Raps. That's frapping. not what I'm super, super interested in, but in rabbits, Fra- these high on, activity. What, yep. What frapping? Frapping, yes. Is that is that right? Is that yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a cross cross between a frappe and rapping. It's great. Right. Okay. Yeah. And uh you're wearing the yeah, I've lost you lost you you I lost your audio there, mate, for a second. Yep. No, we have lost Robbie. He's just gone off to do a little bit more. Probably the frapping stuff with the with the these pets. I imagine just <clears throat> with his knee pads. No, still haven't got any audio there, mate. So that was going to be a great article, of Robbie's. But we we have just had a little bit of an issue um, with his uh, with his his thing. So I will move on to my article, and perhaps that's what <clears throat> the Ethernet's trying to tell us is that um, the, the Robbie's. Um, Robbie's article wasn't perhaps going to be as interesting as as we first thought. He could still hear me, but he, he just can't talk. So it's probably can you probably hear me now. Be, oh damn! I thought we we're going to get through the whole podcast. It with, is back. Yeah, it's back. So oh, zoomies. Awesome. All right, zoomies. So frapping. Yes. On your, zoomies. With, frapping. With your with your knee pads on. Correct. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, saving the knees while frapping. Yeah. Um, in rabbits, these high activity periods are called binkies. Have you yeah. heard of binkies? I have. And yes. Oh, binkies there you go. Do. Yes. Very cute. Yep. Yes, I have. But many cat and dog owners simply call them the zoomies. So why do animals experience zoomies? And is it something we should be worried about? Uh, No, don't be worried about zoomies. But um, the article goes on. Think about when your cat or dog gets zoomies. You might see post-bath zoomies, dog park zoomies, midnight zoomies, and good old-fashioned out-of-nowhere zoomies. The trigger may be excitement or a sudden increase in stimulation. In cats... I was just a commonly say, reported there. Yeah, in cats, yep. a commonly reported trigger is using the litter tray. Yes. This may be explained by euphoria, a feeling of <laughs> euphoria following defecation. Now, Lewis, have you ever experienced euphoria? I reckon I get that every time. Yeah, like I'm, I'm struggling to stay on after. Oh, that, right. right. Yeah, yeah. I can, I've got to wait. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't run around yet. You're so pooforic that you've nearly yes. fallen off the bowl. Yes, I nearly forgot to wipe and flush. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Just so, just so like poo-for- running around. Deb's like Lewis, get back and just tidy yourself up before yeah, you run yeah. around the front yard with your pants around your ankles. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's going to be hard running around. I mean, that's usually the indication you got to do something. But maybe, maybe that's the reason why we humans don't get pooforia because we need to pull our pants up first. You know, because if we got pooforia straight after, we'd be running around with our pants around our ankles. We'd fall off, fall over, and hurt ourselves. Maybe that's an evolutionary advantage of wearing pants. I love, I love the thought of of cats getting pooforia. That's fantastic. Pooforia, that's very good. This is possibly caused by large bowel movements stimulating the vagus nerve, resulting in positive feelings and a drop in heart rate and blood pressure. I don't know, maybe, but I love the idea of pooforia. Yeah, I reckon Olive gets it a little bit beforehand sometimes. She'll be Oh really? Yeah, she'll run around beforehand. The anticipation of the pooforia well, is enough sometimes for Olive. Uh, sometimes it might it could be times when, you know, she wanting to go outside to go. Yeah. 
And uh, and we sort of a bit tardy on opening the door for her. She can some of us, and we're like, oh, hang on, she's running around. Maybe she needs to go out, and she does, and that's often a trigger. Yeah. There. So it's beforehand. So she's euphoric before as well as right potentially afterwards. Gee whiz. Yeah. Um. So zoomies can be characterized as play as uh, the two behaviors may uh, or share many of the same characteristics. This would make zoomies intrinsically pleasurable. In other words, a whole lot of fun. Wow. Did. When you're at the uh, the St Kilda Festival, mate, yes. the other week with with all the twenty year olds and and yourself just dancing to the doof doof and yep, did you ever you know you did mention earlier about the the toilets you know that a highlight of you of the St Kilda Festival VIP yes. you had the backstage passes you yep. know backstage the, pass the, first yeah, time in my sh- life sh- yep shaking hands with uh, Gizzard and King y- Lizard and the, uh, Yothu and the Yindi I saw Yothu the, Yindi wow it was the casket. No, his, no, no, it was no. his son and all the rest of the crew. Oh, not, not actual. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, and uh, yeah, with King Gizzard and uh, and uh, and the, the Round Tree Green Frogs, those sort of bands and that sort of thing. The highlight of the thing was the air-conditioned Air-conditioned VIP yeah. portaloos. Was that, is, would you class that as poo-phoria? Well, Enjoy I'd, at walking in there and not beating up and sweating in the little plastic box that is your usual portaloo. Well, on, only just because you know it's a two hundredth episode, Lewis, and I and I want to make sure that we're giving people value for money for the two hundredth episode. I actually <laughs> didn't, I, I, I didn't experience any poo for you because you know, I'm still not all that keen on doing that particular action while out in public. But there were oh. a couple of people that that zoomed out of there, and I could only think that <laughs> at a music festival that must have only been poo for you and not any other sort of euphoric activity that they might have been uh, experiencing. Well, actually, you were telling me how you thought maybe that was the only the air-conditioned room in the whole place because often you open the door and there'd be like five or six people coming out of the one cubicle obviously just enjoying the lovely air conditioning and and then and then zooming out just like looking around making sure i don't know looking suspiciously like and blowing their noses and stuff was that what was that much of that going on mate or when you're in the VIP section, nobody asks questions, Lewis. So it's yeah, so it's completely right. fine. Yeah, ah. yeah, you, you can get away with that. There's no dramas. Very good. Yeah, what so happens it, in the VIP, you know, area stays in the VIP area. Apart from the air conditioned toilets, we talk about how good the air conditioned toilets are, but otherwise, that's it. Very nice, mate. Oh, good. Well, please enjoy it. Anyway, so you got more on the the poo, the zoomies or the the, um, the frapping. Uh, well, it does say here that humans are animals too, and some people also experience what could be uh, similar to the zoomies. Um, uh, do you ever? And the hard thing is, I'll be I'll be honest with you here too. While I'm reading these uh, this article, the word excitement is is mentioned a lot, but it's really hard then to not see it and just pavo pavlovly and think about excrement. So I'm trying real hard not to say excrement instead of excitement. Oh, uh, right. Ha- have you ever? It's awkward. It's awkward when you get that euphoric thing you know after going to the toilet when you're uh when you're at the, at the airport it's kind of kind of difficult when you're, you're coming out and you're running up and down the the causeway and everyone's yeah. going, get him get him something going on there yeah, no i, I just accidentally swallowed a balloon uh, um ever get a big white balloon yeah <laughs> Ever get a sudden feeling of intense excitement and spare energy? Maybe you feel the need to jump, and it's jump, not dump, shake or dance before <laughs> it wears off, and you back to your regular settings. This can be caused by a multiple multitude of things, an exciting or novel situation, a spike in energy after an extended period of resting, or perhaps a change in your inner chemistry. Perhaps you got a rush of adrenaline caused by excitement, overstimulation, or stress. 
I don't know. Wow. So maybe humans get zoomies, maybe they don't. But um, but wow. yeah, we, uh, euphoria. Do you, to, do you want to just mention the the writers of the article again? I mean, they'd be it's a it's a wonderful piece of wonderful ge- journalistic, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely, Amazing. yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's go we'll, cerebral. We'll leave it there. I'll, go, I'll go cerebral from there. Yes, just raise the zoomies. I mean, good, good, good to know what caused the zoomies. Yeah. but I don't think they've got a solution. Well, Susan, yeah, Susan Hazel is an associate professor of the School of Animal and Veterinary Science at Adelaide Uni. So, wow, there <laughs> you go. Yes, our Adelaide friends, right? Bring, yeah. the, bring the research. Okay. Well, a little bit more cerebral. Uh, this is from VMBS Communications. I don't know what that means. Megan Myers, story by Megan Myers. When Oscar, a five year old Dachshund, oh, uh, what do you reckon? This is going to be about, mate, Dachshund. Dax, and this this will be about you know um, it could either be about uh, teeth problems or dermatitis or back or you know nervousness yeah. nervousness yeah not yeah, that yeah. we like to breed yeah specified breeds backs it's about spinal stuff yeah five year old Daxon developed partial paralysis from a herniated disc he became the first dog to experience a new non-surgical treatment option through a veterinary clinical trial at the Texas A&M Small Animal Teaching Hospital. Ah. Or SATH. Right. Herniated discs are common in short-legged breeds like Dachshunds and can cause rapid onset of paralysis. Is it Dachshund or Dachshund? Dachshund. Dachshund. Das ist German word. Yeah. Da, da. It, It was very sudden, said Oscar's owner. Ashley Williams. Should I continue like that? Nah. I'm not sure yeah. Ashley's. Is that appropriate? <laughs> At maybe 5 p.m. one evening, he was breathing fun. Yeah. Okay. And then by 7 p.m., he was dragging his feet. Yep. Williams rushed Oscar to a local veterinarian, Dr. Hans Gruber. Oh, right. No, no. Straight, Jess- straight, straight out of, out of Die Hard. Yes. That Christmas movie. Yes. Dr. Jessica Nelson, 19. I don't know what the 19 oh, wow. is. You do you well, she's a, Yeah, she's quite the young professional who diagnosed the herniated disc and recommended surgery, the typical treatment for the condition. But when Williams expressed her concern about being able to afford the surgery, Nelson recorded a clinical trial being led by Dr. Nick Jeffrey, a professor at the Texas A&M School of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences that could offer Oscar a non-surgical treatment option at a much reduced cost. Once Oscar arrived at the SAF for his procedure, he became the first participant in Jeffrey's trial. Dogs often herniate discs in their spine. It can lead to paralysis in their back legs and incontinence, Jeffrey said. The usual way we treat this is by doing surgery to take the disc out. But that's really quite expensive, and a lot of people don't have that sort of money lying around. True that. Rather than surgically removing the damaged disc, the new method involves injecting an enzyme into the disc oh. to dissolve it. Yeah, right. Like a laser, but a just laser. an enzyme. An enzyme. Enzymes are specific in what they can do and what materials they can digest. He said, I've done other studies with the same enzyme. So I also know that it's quite safe to use next to the spinal cord. Right. Retreat. Don't, don't hold out on us, Jeffrey. What are the yeah. other studies, mate? What's going on? <laughs> what are these studies that you've used the enzyme for that they ha- that haven't worked? Yeah, I tried squirting it into anal glands. Hasn't worked. Hasn't tried worked. squirting it into, into into a flea. Didn't kill the flea. Was obviously put it near the spinal cord before because he they knows it's quite safe. It. Yes. It's quite safe. If it was in the anal gland, it's near the spinal cord, I suppose. 
How near? How close? Depends on how big the anal gland is. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey's testing this method specific to help owners who can't afford the expensive surgery usually used to treat herniated discs. Through his clinical trial, he's collecting data on the speed of recovery and degree of recovery of function to determine if the enzyme could be an effective alternative. He plans to perform the enzyme injection on 30 small breed dogs who develop herniated discs and can arrive at the SATH no more than 48 hours after the onset of the ability to, uh, inability to walk without support. This is a very common condition in small breed dogs, and there are probably many owners who can't afford to get the surgery done, Jeffrey said. Once again, we get a reasonable number of cases. We'll be able to definitely tell whether the injection is a good alternative. Among the benefits of Jeffrey's methods are that the procedure is much faster and less intense than the traditional surgery. Oscar only needed injections into the spine through regular sized needles and was back home the next day. One of the interesting things about the injection procedure was that it seems to have no adverse effects on him, Jeffrey said. Oscar was really happy the whole time. He looked much more comfortable afterwards than dogs that get surgery. While it took a matter of hours for the enzyme to digest Oscar's herniated disc, it took a bit Jeez. longer for the spinal cord to recover enough for him to walk again. Wow. But only only 20 days after the procedure, about the same amount of time it would have taken after surgery, Oscar passed the standard of being able to walk a 50-step distance without support. Hmm, right. That's not bad. Three months after his procedure, Oscar completely regained his ability to walk and was starting to run again. Gee whiz. Getting him to stop chasing a squirrel a few days ago was very comical because he's faster than I am, even in his current state, William said. <laughs> She credits the clinical trial with saving Oscar's life and hopes it can offer a similar outcome for other owners who would struggle to afford the traditional surgery. Dog owners and veterinarians can learn more about the clinical trial going to the vetmed.tamu.edu website. Wow. How's that? That's so, pretty That's pretty insane, hey? How cool would that be that uh, we get the Daxi in, in that's, you know, done its back? I'm no longer to be refer it for, I don't know, what are we talking, five grand surgery? Maybe yeah, yeah, five, five to six. Yeah, I think we're you get just some going, change out of six, but not much. Going, we'll just pop out the back, give it a needle, <laughs> and, go, and you can go home. Yeah, just, just, go just, home. just uh, you'd be pretty good at being able to sort of nail that needle just straight through and then hit it oh, into the uh, mate. into the spinal cord mate, there. Easy, my, easy. my anatomical knowledge of the, the Daki spot, it's not like they're moving. You can't walk. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Yeah, be right. I've, I've been intrigued to know what's is there, there must be some sort of imaging going on, or is it just a case of well, you need to know which it, one you have to be injecting to. It'd have, it'd have to be fluoroscopy, I reckon. I reckon they'll need to be able to see the needle going into the disc. And so then, then that way you can make sure that the, the needle's getting right into the disc when it's being, uh, when the enzyme's being administered. Because yeah, it, it needs some scans to know which disc it is. So you probably need a CT first. CT first. Yep. CT first. And then probably needle advancement through fluoroscopy, I would think. Yeah, yeah, interesting, but interesting thing that to, to think oh, it might be just a great something we do, approach, we, we yeah. do in the consult. Who knows? Yeah. And yeah. it'd be, and the other thing that'd be interesting with that is whether or not there is, um, you know, sort of varying degrees because you know we know that sometimes, uh, like you can get a fairly mild protrusion of the disc, yep. and whether or not those ones do better. But if it's like a full herniation with, uh, full. Uh, you know, sort of what we call loss of deep pain, which means you've had sort of transection of the spine, whether or not that actually carries the same sort of prognosis as what the milder ones mm. do. But, you know, I mean, the, the, even with surgery, the more severe it is, the less, the less good your prognosis is with yeah. surgery. So um, it, it stands to reason that the injection would be, you know, probably about the same, but yeah, wow. What a, what a great novel, you know, novel way of trying to deal with it. It sounds, that be sounds awesome. Cool. It sounds yeah. amazing. It's, yeah. It's going to, uh, 
yeah, revolutionised the treatment of potentially spinal problems. So we'll, we'll be sure here at Pets, it's Pet First, at Two Vets Talk Pets to uh, to update you if there's any advance in in that research area. Won't mate, we'll be we'll be hot oh, we'll over be, it. We'll be over. right on it because yeah, I'm 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 doing surgery on dog spines left, right, and centre. I've got three of them <laughs> on the kitchen table right now. So wow. you know, that'll be that'll be that'll be great if I can find a way of not having to do those spine. No, I don't do spinal surgeries. No, but it'll be um, it's because that's always been like one of the big major vestiges of um of referral practice, wasn't it? Like when you're at uni, like that was always mm. a thing where oh, hang on, we've got a a, a paralysed dog coming down that's going to need spinal surgery, and yeah, when you're on surgery rotations, you get the phone call, you go, all right, in we. Go, we're going to go and help out for no a one's going home surgery. no one's yeah, going yeah. home yeah, yeah you, no. you ring, ring up the college and say look some just someone just get some dinner for me and just pop it in the fridge i'll be up in about up at about 10 o'clock mm. so yeah but geez that'd be a that'd be a great great way of being able mm. to do it yeah. game changer excellent all righty Disclaimer. Um, disclaimer time. All, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. Do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. What have you got for us, Lewis? Well, fantastic. I've got this, uh, I've got an article that I was going to do last week, I think, but did you want to do that or do you want to do the, uh, do you want to go to the uh, question we got this week? Um, Oh, you want to do, let's do the question because it'll probably be yeah. good to to address yeah, that. The article will take can... a little while. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a quite an in depth article. We have to listen up next week. Little, oh, right. I'll make, little, I'll, uh, I'll make about... sure I'm I'm concentrating really well yeah. for next week. Flavors, compounding flavors for for cats. So nice, really, really interesting article. But anyway, this was an article that not an article, a question. Yes, came in from Casey Smiths. Um from doesn't don't know where she's from hi guys thanks robbie for the update on rosie on the podcast oh that was last week anyone just um uh robbie gave some uh, uh some uh, incisive insight into um yeah what, what happened when rosie, rosie yeah when when rosie reached the end of her life and the decisions we had to make and things like that so and yeah. for those that don't know robbie is uh what uh, was robbie's pet dog not yes not, not, not a, some something else just no. so people know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, if it's the first time you listen. Uh, so sorry to hear that you had to let it go. I can imagine how heartbreaking it must have been. Uh, she then says, Sage sounds like a bit of a rascal. Oh, she rascal. is. She is. She is, she is 100% a, a rascal. Oh. So I, I took a picture of her before. I was going to send it to you. Um, so the trampoline that the kids have got out the back, she's worked out that if she jumps on her kennel, she can get on the trampoline so she can lie in the sun uh. on the trampoline. But it's one of those covered ones. So she's also worked out she can actually get in through the door and lie down in the middle of the trampoline, but then get out again. So if she wants to get in the shade, she goes uh, into the trampoline. She wants to go in the sun. She just crawls around on the outside. It's like, oh, you, oh. I don't think she's a rascal, mate. Just sounds like she's clever. No, she can't be clever. If she's clever, why does she keep digging holes and lying in it? And then I have to <laughs> clean her up. Anyway, yes. Anyway, so, right. so she's definitely a rascal. Absolutely, Casey, you're right. All right. She says, I found your podcast when I was trawling the internet for any information on cancer and dogs. I listened to the podcast with uh, Dr. Laura Broccoli, friend of the show. We did a great, great episode with her a while back. On uh, She's a oncologist. Um, it was one of our most listened to episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh, on uh, Found it interesting. My whip at Enzo. So she's got a whip at two. Had yes. an emergency ventral slot surgery at Advanced Vet Care. 
But speaking of bulging discs, that's exactly, exactly. what that's for. Yeah, yeah. Should have asked if they had the enzyme procedure. Yeah. <laughs> had you listened to this episode, so that's that's a, uh, basically a spinal surgery for the for the listener out there. At the start of December, he's doing great. He's recovered so well, but was told on the CT scan that his prostate was mineralized and slightly enlarged, and to worry about it once he recovered. So, of course, what do you do? Google it and prepare yourself for the worst. It seems it's all bad news out there with prostate cancer. He doesn't have any other clinical signs, and apparently they say he's cancer. They see his cancer only when it's quite advanced, so there's not data on it. Uh, we are monitoring his urination and defecation. We did a consult advanced vet care. Shout out to those guys, friends of the show. Yep. Blood tests were normal. They've given us some options. Some treatments only be given once biopsy has been done. We've decided to do a biopsy and expecting a cancer diagnosis. Ooh. We're not sure what treatment we'll do. It's so hard to know what the best decision is. If it's caught early, we wonder if it's worth doing some form of chemo, but worried it will affect his quality of life. He's happy and seemingly healthy otherwise. We're just so focused on his spinal surgery recovery. Now, another thing to worry about. Do you have any experience or knowledge on prostate cancer? Or is there a previous episode you can direct me to if you already mentioned it? Sorry for the long-winded email. Thanks for producing the interesting and educational podcast to you do. My only critique would be, would it be possible if you could have um, Deb on the show a little bit more? Just it's been a long time since we've had a request for Deb. It, it, so it is yeah, over, it's probably over a for over 100 episodes since we've had her on, but probably yeah, yeah. a couple of episodes <laughs> since it's been requested. So thanks, Casey. Um uh, that, that's a course from Casey Smith. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, you got any thoughts, mate? I mean, gee whiz. Yeah. Um, I mean, prostate cancer is pretty uncommon. Um, and and usually most of the time when we see prostate issues in dogs, it's when they're entire males. So I had one um during the week that's uh, a, a male dog that's uh entire. Um, and he's got a really enlarged prostate, but it's sort of we just saw it on ultrasound while we were looking at looking for something else. Um. I think the, um, yeah, it's given that it's not a really common one, it's really, really hard to, I guess, have good ideas and good sort of knowledge on what's actually going on. And particularly in, um, in Enzo's case as well, where it was just an incidental finding, you know, it's always one of those hard ones. Like, interestingly, this dog that I did the ultrasound on to check its prostate the other day happened to find a mass in its spleen, you know? So the, the, sometimes that hard thing of, going looking for one thing you end up finding then something else and you go well crap hang on now we've got this other piece of information that we weren't necessarily expecting well what do we do now you know like Enzo's had a pretty big um a pretty big issue with having the spinal surgery and now we've got the the thing then happening in the in the prostate so i guess you know as um the guys at av have said um you know getting a biopsy you go information is power you need information first and you while you always start thinking about the bad stuff until you've got any reason to think otherwise. I think waiting until you got the diagnosis and then you've just got to weigh up and go, okay, right, so what is it? What's the effects of that going to be through his life? You know, um, as well with Enzo, then how's he going with his spinal surgery? You know, because depending on how he's then going spinal surgery wise, that's probably going to dictate how much you would then do with the prostate too. Um, and, you know, if he's been desexed, I mean, I guess there's still a chance that it could come back as as non-neoplastic change too. Yeah, it's calcified and there's weird stuff in there, but it could be it, it could it might not be cancer. It might just be mm-hmm. that he's just got some weird change in there that you go, Well, you know, there's something weird happening in there. It's not necessarily anything anything bad. We just gotta keep an eye on it. So so I guess getting the biopsy first 
And then, you know, much the same as what we're talking about with that episode about with Rosie, when we're starting uh, deciding to start her with treatment, what's your, what, what's the, what's the, I lost you again, mate. Um, I, I'll just jump in there while Robbie's still yet again working on his um, on his uh, on his on the audio. We had a few issues today. Sorry about that to the to the listener out there, and, and probably to Casey who's listening as well. But uh, certainly, yeah, don't I, I wouldn't jump the gun too much. I think um, you know, we need uh. Um, you do need that bopsy. I think that's what what Robbie's sort of sort of saying. And uh, yeah, there's always, I guess, there's a possibility of of it's just an incidental finding, meaning it doesn't mean anything. It's not going to mm. uh, not. Go- oh, he's back! I'm back. He's back. Awesome. Awesome. Um, uh, you know, it, maybe it's just a little bit of hyperplasia or something like that. There's no mention of enlargement of the prostate. Just oh, yeah, that, I think, just I that think changes. I think she said on there oh, was slightly enlarged. Slightly enlarged. enlarged. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, look, could be it, just some hyperplasia or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's very hard. Don't don't try not to jump the gun too much without that biopsy. And and like Robbie says, you do need to weigh up their recovery from the the spinal surgery to see if it's worthwhile. I suppose for quality of life, investigating investigating the prostate sort of issues, or whether it's something you just monitor. And like you are monitoring the the urine uh, the urine output, and and also um, that we can go to the that we can do poos um, that we can have the uh, the pooforia. Pooforia. Oh, Hopefully, Enzo gets his pooforia. Yes, yes. yes, his daily dose of pooforia. Hopefully, not too much while he's recovering from his spinal surgery. <laughs> yes, that's right. Just, just, a, just a moderate amount of pooforia. Not, a, not too much. Not well, excessive if, pooforia. I wonder if that how he's hurt his back in the first place that he's oh had no some extra. He's got the slightly enlarged prostate, which has caused a little bit of extra pooforia, which has then caused the zoomies. Oh no! Which is then, no, that would not be good, would it? Oh, no, that's, poor I, I Enzo. Hope not, I hope it's not that that yeah. line of thought um, there at all. No, and I think the um, you know, I often I'll say to people that you know, like we know it's there, but he probably doesn't know it's there. Like if yeah. he's weeing and pooing otherwise normally, he's oblivious to the fact that anything's there. So you know, he certainly sure as hell knew that he had the bulging disc in the spine. So that's the thing. That's the most important thing to be to be focusing on. Yes, we've got this extra information of uh, that there's something happening in the prostate. It's a bit of a crap spot to try and get a get a sample from too. Unfortunately, you know it's not an easy mm, not no. an easy spot to try and get to. No. So, so I think um you know the other thing that you can do too. I, I, I actually I don't even know whether or not you'd go and take biopsies the same way in a dog as what they do with men, where they go in there and take you know sort of trans trans rectal biopsies. You know that I, I, I wouldn't know. I'd mean, rather I think just go in could- and doing. It do a true cut on FNA just through that through the abdomen. I think generally I've seen it done. Yeah, um, had, okay. a, had a couple yeah. couple of dogs with it. Unfortunately, that yeah, I think it's a pretty standard sort of thing for those who are good with the ultrasound machine that sort yeah, of thing. Right. So, um, cool. but uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, certainly uh, Enzo's not not lining up at the footy at the urinal, going, "Oh, hang on a sec, I've." I've I've been going to the toilet a bit, you know, doing wheeze a little bit longer than the the, the young whippersnippers sort of around me. I yeah, I perhaps perhaps uh, perhaps have got some prostate issues. There's certainly none of that going on. So yeah, you're right. It doesn't. It, you do need to view it a little bit, um, just on our clinical signs. Are we happy? Are we mm. are we doing okay? Yeah. And I guess the other thing too is, that given that the spinal thing is the major issue for him they've got a measurement now of what's happening with that prostate too. So, you know, once they see whether or not things are going well with the spine, 
you know, maybe even repeating the, um, repeating the scan, you know, and, and seeing, is it getting bigger? Is it getting, you know, is it, is it changing at all? Like, cause that's then, you know, we've only got one piece of information from one point in time. So, you know, once you've, once you've got through all the spinal stuff, then you might start to think about trying to work out what's happening with the prostate. Yeah, exactly. And I, the, the different thing is you're right is if it is, unfortunately, if it, if it is prostate cancer, it's, it's, it's unfortunately usually uh, quite aggressive and not certainly malignant um, one. And it's not, not ideal. There's um, unfortunately in dogs. So look, fingers crossed that, that maybe mm. it's just been there, you know, our whole life and just because you hadn't done the scan, you hadn't noticed it. So, um, but please keep us updated and, yes. um, yeah. and, and we can, uh, we can hopefully give you some further advice, but certainly those guys, Advanced Vet Care and Laura, Dr. Best. Broccoli, yep. amazing. Absolutely, yeah. All thanks, my oncology thank- patients go that way. Yeah, now yes. thanks for uh, thank thanks for uh, getting in touch, Casey. It's mm. um it's good. Fingers crossed that Enzo's doing doing okay. But um and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, keep us posted on what those biopsy results come back as. And fingers crossed, it's 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 either a okay or b nothing too much to to worry about. Fingers crossed for him. Exactly, and if you've got a question similar to uh, to uh, what, um, Casey? what Casey had for for um, for Enzo, uh, you can reach us at two two vex talk pets at gmail We are on uh, social media. We're on. What Instagram. am I on this week? Uh, Robbie's on cameo. So if you, if you want a cameo, if, if yes. you want if you want a little uh, just a little shout out to somebody on cameo for for a small fee, am I charging as treat? much as Laura Kappa? Yeah, is he on there? Oh, I'm the sure Kappa's on on cameo. Yeah, He'd have to be. Yeah. Well, we should get him to do a TVTP one. Like, congratulations, guys! It's the Wiz here. Yeah, it's the Wiz fellas. The Wiz is here. Ah, just uh, congratulations, Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. Keep keep it keep it going, fellas. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, it was a big thing in the eighties. Yeah, I was. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my golden shorts. Yeah, and a shout out to a uh, overseas. Listeners, yeah. even into state listeners, have no idea who we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, but, but anyway. with uh, uh, yeah, Google Google wore a capper with great care. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah true, great yes. care. Yes, and uh, and you can also Google Robbie Anderton on Cameo. Yeah, um, perfect with tight shorts, and he'll he'll also do a Cameo. The tighter you, the shorts, the higher the pitch of the Cameo. Yes, yes, and he'll probably put on the knee pads for you if, if you if you put Absolutely. in a special request, knee pads, and get in that crouch position for the for the catching role. So, anyway, already guys, I think that's probably that's it. Innuendo for for another, yeah. another podcast. <laughs> Scratch you later. Peace out, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.